0: Just go to Indeed.com slash wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: If I ventured in the slips This episode of Inside Golf Podcast is brought to you by RickRungood.com. All of the stats, tools, and info that I will be referencing on the podcast this week can be found over at RickRungood.com. I've been doing a lot of travel over the past couple of months. I've been feeling a little bit under the weather lately, as I'm sure you can tell by my voice. So it's been harder to keep up with all of my golf research that I normally am able to do when I'm in the groove of the middle of the season. And I do not know where I would be without RickRungood.com. It is the largest fantasy golf and betting-focused statistical database on the internet. If you're listening to this podcast, I assume you bet on golf. I assume you play DraftKings. So hopefully you are already a member. But if not, you can sign up today, get all of my premium articles. I do an in-depth breakdown on the course Every Monday morning, I walk you through all the stats that matter, what to look out for, the players that rate out the best for me. And then on Wednesday, full DraftKings Final Thoughts article as well, where I go through weather, ownership, my core plays, and much more. Two really valuable pieces of information that I spend a lot of time on. Plus, a premium Slack channel where you can reach me for questions at any time. So sign up today using coupon code Andy. So they know I sent you and we'd love to have you as part of the team coming up on this podcast. My good friend, Christopher Powers, staff writer for golf digest, co-host of the loop podcast on band and dunes and the CJ cup. I'm going to do a very in-depth, potentially multiple part band and dunes, deep dive with Kobe DuBose and one of our caddies later in the upcoming months. But I want to give a little little Bandon appetizer because I am still buzzing from that trip. And I wanted to talk to somebody that also went to Bandon recently. Chris was there this summer. So we talk a lot of Bandon Dunes, some CJ Cup as well, because this is actually an awesome tournament on a really fun golf course. Not gonna lie. This is a really great podcast. So without further ado, let's talk to CP. All right. Christopher Powers is here. Staff writer for Golf Digest, co-host of the Loop podcast. Big night for you, buddy. I think you're going back to back on the on the podcast scene. You'll podcast slut over there. <laughs> I, I text you a day before because... That's what it's turned into for me. Yeah, that's what it's turned into with me. But between friends, I give you, you know, a full 24 hours notice. And you've got another podcast. And we've got an elimination game for the Yankees. How are we feeling? As you said, it's raining where you
2: are. It is raining. They have the tarp on the field. I just saw. Um, I think it's supposed to stop like at eight. So um, it'll be a late night. But uh, that's, that's the love of the game. Playoff baseball. It's always a late night.
1: So I don't pretend to be engrossed in regular season baseball. I am a total. Playoff uh, Yeah, I'm a, yeah, completely. Like I'm a big Yankee fan. I get into the Yankees when they're good in the playoffs, but you've been tracking this team. You've been tracking MLB pretty much all year. So. Where I and I was just I was just abandoned with a bunch of Houston guys and they're like
2: oh, even if
1: they're like even if you get past the Guardians, like Houston freaking owns us, supposedly. So mm-hmm. how are we feeling about our chances tonight and, and, and in general?
2: Tonight, I mean, it sounds like a bullpen deal for, for the Indians. Um, I think the Yankees are starting Tyone. So I don't know. I would like I would like the to be up like two zero at the end of the first, but who knows if that'll happen. Uh, You know, feeling like an elimination game, like everything could happen and probably won't end well. And even if it does, like you just said, I I don't see how they beat Houston as uh, I was so down Saturday night when they blew it in the ninth. I'm usually always down, but I was really down. I saw
1: that. Yeah.
2: As currently constructed, I just don't see how they ever beat Houston, win the World Series. And it's a shame because um, it it has kind of lined up. I don't want to look too far ahead, but Dodgers are gone. Braves are out. Mets are obviously long gone. So like all the NL Titans, I thought they might have to face now. They don't have to, but they got to beat the freaking Cleveland Guardians first. So obviously pretty down. I would. I think perfect world they lose tonight and uh, everyone gets fired. Cause I think that's that I'm not even trying to be dramatic. I think that's the only way forward here. Cause otherwise they're just going to keep doing what they've been doing, which is swing for the fences every year, trying out home run everybody and then shrink in October. And it just hasn't worked and they, and they keep doing it. So I don't know. That's are, my take on it.
1: So are you just being pessimistic fan here? Because I don't know, man, I, I uh, I was talking to the Houston guys, and I was like, well, I, I think the Yankees can still beat them, right? And they're like, no, we literally, we literally Yanke- own you guys.
2: Yep. Not only that, and the Yankee bullpen, the vaunted Yankee bullpen has become like... They got two guys you can rely on right now. Both of them pitched last night. I don't know. I mean, they're going to have to go tonight if this game does happen. So, and then it's a quick turnaround. Wednesday they play in Houston. They'll lose that game no question if if they do win tonight. I feel like we're already down two nothing even if even if we do win tonight. So no, I Yankees I've I've always been very pessimistic about, which is weird cuz they've given me a lot of joy obviously, but uh right. Like I was more optimistic about the Giants this whole Gettleman era and Joe Judge era oh than my I've ever gosh. been. Gosh, we can the talk Yankees,
1: about that so. too, huh. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, so, okay, so you wouldn't, I mean, I bet the game tonight, it was minus 150. Yeah, okay. I think minus 155 now, maybe, but you don't think we're getting, even if we went tonight, you really don't think we're getting past Houston. I was trying to poke holes in their biases, but it seems like you're, you're not seeing it with this team this year, huh? Uh,
2: not no. I think they had a chance. Ben and injury was pretty brutal when that happened. Cause that was finally the guy they like. Get literally get on base every at bat guy, contact guy, kind of tied the whole lineup together. I know it's just one dude, but right. I mean, they're, they're, you know, their heroes right now are guys who are nowhere near the opening day roster Harrison Bader and this uh, Oswaldo kid. It's like, where's all the, you know, where's all the Yankee, you know, billion dollar payroll guys like stepping up in the playoffs right now? It's we're relying on this defensive center fielder from the Cardinals and, uh, you know, rookie in, in uh, Oswaldo. And uh, I don't know, Judge has been, I know he had a home run, but he's been disappointing in October and they're going to reward, they're going to reward him anyway, I think with a gigantic contract. I would, I
1: would imagine, you know, I, I mean, I think he's earned that.
2: I think he's absolutely earned it. I just hate, um, this is going to make me sound like a 80 year old, I guess, but <laughs> this is what matters right now, October. I don't like, to me, like that's now irrelevant what he did. It was incredible. I enjoyed it. Um, but if they don't win the world series, like we're, we're rewarding failure in my opinion, but I, I I agree with you. Yeah, I agree with you.
1: I mean, it's this it's the same shit every year with us, right? After a certain point you, and it's a compliment to be measured on what you do in the postseason. Mm -hmm. But at this point, that's how you have to measure these guys. So yep. yeah, we'll see. All right, let's change gears. I just got back from Bandon Dunes. Ever uh, heard of I it? Yeah, ever heard of it? I texted you like a day and a half ago, and I was like, I'm I'm pretty under the weather, by the way, too. We were just talking about that off air. So I, I apologize to the listeners in advance for my kind of sore throat and horsey voice and whatever. Anyway, point being, I am still freaking buzzing from that place. I'm going to do a full deep dive on all of the courses. I'm going to do all my nerdy architecture stuff. I I had the best caddy that I, is actually there's, there's a on, Yeah.
2: There's a tweet you sent that I really agree with. We'll get to that in a bit, too. Who was your caddy?
1: Uh, his name was Wyeth. Wyeth okay. Bonnie. If you
2: said Craig, I would have fell out of my chair because Steve and I had him, and I think he's the greatest caddy like, in all right. like.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Wyeth ranks for sure. So let me, so you went this summer, talk to me about. I'm still uh,
2: buzzing. I went in June. I feel the same way as you.
1: (laughs) Okay. So give me, so give me your trip. You went with Steve and a couple other golf digest guys. How long were you there for? Did you get, did you play every course?
2: Mm -hmm. I went with Steve and our boss, Sam Weinman. And uh, Steve actually encouraged our boss to bring his uh, 15 year old son. Okay. And our boss was like, back and forth about it, like felt bad. But Steve was like, this is once in a lifetime, you got to do it. So he came and the kid is like, golf addict, architecture, woke, nerd, like totally like into all that (laughs) stuff. Like we got back and our boss sent us a text from his son, Charlie. Was like, I just can't even get into these golf courses anymore. Like one of the, like playing some New York golf course <laughs> that, that was his, that was his <laughs> big takeaway after that. so he's a total nerd. So he enjoyed it. It was amazing. Yeah. We played every course we landed. It was a, it was a uh, golf digest. We sponsored this tournament. So okay, we did play for free. We caddies were, I mean, we paid for the caddies, but we expensed it. It was, it was on, <laughs> on golf digest. So I I've been saying that to everyone. It's like the greatest trip ever you have to do it. Just know that I didn't pay for a cent of it. So I don't, you know, but I I would save money someday. Say I don't work for Golf Digest anymore. I would save up to do it 1000%. I think it's once in a lifetime. And my biggest takeaway, I still want to go to Scotland. I've been to Ireland. I know you were just in Ireland. You've had a, You've had a wild little run here recently. <laughs> but like, after going there, I was like, do you even need to go to Scotland? I know that sounds sacrilegious, but <laughs> That's what it felt like to me, and it was every course was so much fun and different and unique that like I I could just go back there instead of Scotland if if like you know it was one or the right. other. So right, yeah, you know, we started with Pacific Dune just for we just played it just the four of us when we landed. We did the preserve.
1: Talk about travel real quick. Where what was your travel schedule? Did you we fly flew into, into?
2: We flew into Bend? San Francisco Ah, and, and then to Bend
1: okay so, um quick 30 we, minute
2: drive which was nice obviously
1: yeah we we departed from Bend on the way back but we flew into eugene i actually so we played, played there yeah we played a great course out in eugene eugene country club with my boy shout out xander legion and uh and we took the um the loop cp so, have you heard of this? It's Bryson's old caddy. He basically started a party bus kind of company to take groups to abandon.
2: From like Eugene?
1: From I think anywhere. I think he. No, I didn't. Oh, yeah, he oh yes, I did in hear Portland this actually. In Seattle. This is a Golf Digest article waiting to be written. I'm surprised you haven't heard
2: of that. You're talking about Tim Tucker.
1: I'm talking about Tim Tucker. You know
2: what? Yeah. I did hear about this. I don't know where who told me though. Maybe it was somebody abandoned. Might have been. Could. T-
1: 10 of 10, Chris. Could not recommend higher. You get wow. on this, you get on this and it's reasonably priced too. You get on this bus and we had a group of 8 and they have a full bar. It's there's like strobe lights in there. I mean, it's they have this montage of all the of all the courses playing in the background and it's really efficient travel and I could not recommend it further. But you went into Bend, so you did New York to San Francisco to Bend.
2: To Bend? Drove there. Um Pacific Dunes right away. First thing we did. Preserve after. Which preserve
1: was- Is preserve the best par three course in the world? <laughs> I mean, it yeah, might be. Uh,
2: you got to get to the Hamilton Farm one in, in Jersey. That's the best part. Oh, par get out of course.
1: here, buddy. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I,
1: time stamp it. What are we? Ten minutes in before you get our first New Jersey golf reference?
2: Yeah. I, I mean, mean, the eight it's literally eighteen holes. It's every every club in the bag besides driver. It's the I think it has to be the best part. But the preserve was that was just so much fun. We played it. I, I want to say four times throughout the whole week.
1: Yeah, we did it twice and could have easily done more. I think eight. I don't know if you remember eight. Eight's the hole looking out onto the ocean it's oh, yeah. like the best par three hole ever i should precursor this by saying too and you touched on this a little bit at the beginning cp like i don't even really feel like a kind of it's a leady slash douchebaggy to kind of talk about Bandon because here was my biggest takeaway from Bandon. and i know you didn't pay for it <laughs> but 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 i did and i was i was honestly shocked at how cheap it ended up being right and i my biggest takeaway and i mentioned this to a couple guys that i was with on the trip i think in other hand i think mike kaiser is a genius right and i think in other hands this could have gotten kind of screwed up yeah. right but i think what's so interesting and appealing about bandon and i think the reason why it does such great business and I think if you called Bandon today, the earliest you'd be able to get in would be like, I don't know, 2024. It's, I mean, they're doing their business is off the charts. They even like, they don't have enough staff, right? They yeah. like, they've had to shut down one of the restaurants cause they don't have enough staff, right. but I think what Kaiser has done so perfectly is it's really affordable, you know? And I, I was there for five days, I think. Yeah, five days and five nights. I played every course, the preserve twice, and got a caddy every single day. Uh, tipped my caddy really well. Ate like an absolute king. The cool. food there we can talk about too. The food there is incredible. Now I don't drink anymore, so maybe that caused it to be a little bit cheaper for me. But still, you could do the whole thing. It's like three grand to be there yeah, for five, I mean- to be there for five days. And it's like, listen, man, like I, you know, in the raw, he could easily, he could easily make this way more expensive, mm-hmm. way more expensive. But I think what works so well about Bandon is it feels realistic for everyone to do, right? Yes. Like you meet a bunch of people there and it's like, oh, you meet these guys from Texas and they go here every year. And these guys you meet from Seattle and they go here every single year. And what's so great about it is it's, cheap enough where it has like it is realistic for you to come back there once every other year once every 5 years right like and i think that's part of the reason why it works so well is he could have made this so much so much more expensive but it's kind of like you almost feel like you're stealing like the rooms are so freaking what good i was say
2: where did you you stayed in the hotel
1: round lake we stayed at round lake which was awesome and you feel like with there the new it's the new lodging and you feel like you're staying in like a four or five star hotel, but that's what I right. think is that's what I think is kind of so magical about the courses. It's like I don't I don't really feel like I said, a leady coming on here and talking about a trip that I don't think any of yeah. my listeners would be able to do because man, you'd be surprised at how freaking doable it is.
2: Yeah. And I think if you're thinking about a golf trip that is like you you're saying attainable then that's got to be the top of your list if you can get the right group. And even if you're, you know, you're talking about drinking. Like if you get a good place to stay, you just stock up there and there's no better place to hang out than in one of those cabins or whatever at night. We stayed in a really nice um whatever I think it was called a cabin, I forget, but Have nice you heard of, have you area. heard of the like-
1: abandoned house? No. Have you heard of this? That's another Golf Digest article waiting to be written. There's like this guy who rents out this giant oh. Airbnb for groups of eight, and it has like a movie theater and like a pizza cooking wow. station or whatever. And it's like this. Did the
2: caddy tell you about the the house on sheep that the guy won't sell?
1: Oh yeah, yeah. we
2: talked.
1: Kobe wanted to buy it. Kobe-, <laughs> Kobe, Kobe started advanced talks about buying it. Yeah. No, I, yeah. I mean, it, that, that, that's the thing too about, um, about it that I, I was so blown because the first time I went with my dad and, you know, I was, I think I was like 22 and I didn't really have as much of an appreciation of architecture or, or the the real golf and the minutia of what goes into planning in it. And I could not believe how efficient of a place it was. And yeah. I was I had, like I said, I had just come back from Ireland, uh, like a month before, and I was so ready to go into Bandon and say, Yeah, but Ireland, bro. Yeah, but like it doesn't homeland, compare. To- yeah, it d- the homeland, bro. Like this doesn't compare to Ireland. And it's like, Oh man, like I don't know. Like, our. Are we sure Pacific Dunes is like a worse course in Bally Bunyan? Like man, it it freaking ranks. It freaking delivers and I was so ready to come on and do my, you know, hipster take, no, you don't get it, bro. You got to go to Ireland. And it's like, "Oh man, like I don't know, man. Bandon's Bandon freaking delivers. It's right my there." Takeaway. Yep.
2: Yeah. When yeah. I did Ireland too, I only did twice. Only did Royal County Down and then like I have <laughs> the cousins in Ireland.
1: Two right? course in the world by the yeah,
2: way. No big deal. But, uh, and then we played like, I have cousins in Ireland. We played like their club. Never heard of it. Um, okay. So I haven't done like the Lahinch, the Valley Bunyan, Ard glass. I need to get back and do all that. Yeah.
1: Now. You need but, to go South CP. You yeah. need to do Valley and Lahinch and yep. Trolley and all those ones too. Yeah.
2: Yeah. But I okay. still, I mean, I I would put, put Bandon up against that anywhere. Really. I really would.
1: Would you put pack above pebble? yeah me too
2: i told we 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 go to pebble a lot again no big deal just know people we know <laughs> we know people have a house on the 14th hole and all that this is now this is getting elitist this, this is fun. but uh, uh
1: golf just never heard of it
2: <laughs> when i literally texted my dad i was like i i really think this is on par if if not better than than uh that area because I've done all those co- I haven't done the Monterey Peninsula courses. Those are right. Well, I haven't done Obviously, the private I ones.
1: Done. I haven't I haven't done Cypress. Right. Have you done oh,
2: Cypress? I, yeah. I did Positiambo last, last fall. Which is unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah. done yeah. Pebble a bunch. We've done spyglass. That's an amazing trip. It's golf heaven, just like uh just like Bandon is. But man, Bandon was was unbelievable. Also, Pebble's
1: a six-hour round. So Six, at what point around. do you have to start? Pebble is a six-hour round, and it's way more touristy, right? Like, Mm -hmm. there's almost this like unspoken agreement at bandon where, like, they understand pace of play there, and Pebble is just Disney World. Pebble's Disney Worldy, and you know, it's almost like people are taking their phones out on. They allow freaking carts at Pebble, which is like if you're, if you're, if you're taking a cart at Pebble, just yeah, just. Check your golfer card in at the door, buddy. But no, I I agree with you wholeheartedly. So we'll get. Let's do the most controversial topic of it all: is do you have your ranking?
2: Yeah, and I I'll fully admit it's based off of how I played at all of them. Okay, although I I probably have changed it in my mind since then. I I think Sheep's my favorite one still. Now we ended on that. I played my ass off, made a bunch of birdies. Um, but, uh, top five, most fun rounds I've ever had in my life. Was that, was that course? I think
1: 77 at sheep, right?
2: 77.
1: Did you get wind?
2: Not a breath of wind that, that played a factor too. Right. Right. But still like, even with the wind, I feel like that would still be an unbelievably fun.
1: Um, hundred percent. And people, people, people said sheep was. The easiest of the courses, which I think probably if you're getting them all in the same conditions, yes. I think she probably is the easiest, but not by much, man. Not by like, much. I yeah, I agree. So you
2: go like Google old Mac. Mac I love yeah. old Mac is just as wide open. You can kind of spray it a little bit like I like to. I just played horrible that day. I would I would love to go back and play that course because yeah. that was the tweet. Old I was Mac was reference. my best
1: round. Yeah.
2: That was the tweet I was gonna reference when you said coming over that hill. Was it the third or the second?
1: Yeah, the third, the ghost the third. tree hill.
2: Yeah. Unbelievable hole. We played it. It was horrible
1: that day. It's basically the third hole at national, right? And you know old Mac ranks for me because I'm such a CB McDonald <laughs> guy. So
2: you know. <laughs> I it was we got a we got every uh season when we played old Mac so that was fun um but I would go sheep I would go Pacific Dunes oh no I'm sorry I would go trails to trails by far
1: okay um, so you'd go sheep one trails too.
2: yeah Pacific okay. Dunes three I'll put Band in at four and old then Mac old five. Mac five which is by but the way not like, like a it's like 4a it's 4b whatever it's not a it's not last place
1: 100% agree. And if it like, there's a million different ways to answer this question. Like for and me, do you put the
2: preserve in this ranking. Cause we did when we were arguing about it, we did.
1: I don't, cause it's not a true golf course, which is another debate that we were having by the way, in my group, if you get a hole in one at the preserve, do you count that?
2: I would Thank never, you. I don't have Thank one, so you. I can't, I can't speak to it, but if mine comes on a par 3 course I'll never doesn't sleep. Count. I'll never I'll never live it down in my head.
1: Right, doesn't count. Agree with you. Okay. So so here's the thing CP. Again, like I came in, Pacific is the highest ranked course, right? By you guys, I think Pacific is Yes. It's top 15 in the country. It's the number 2 course behind Pebble, which I I think it should be way ahead of Pebble. And I was prepared to come you know, me and UCP were both big zaggers. And so I, I was prepared to come in skeptical and zag on Pacific. And there's a whole band in over Pacific hive. Like, are we sure Pacific's better than even band in? Right. I I think Pacific's the best course for me. Yeah. I think strategically it is the best golf course pound for pound through and through. Mm-hmm. I think that it's the hardest golf course. I think that it was the course that I found myself most engaged in that I round, Old like, Mac
2: was the hardest, but but please continue.
1: Well, yeah, no, we'll talk about Old Mac too. But I think, for me, I found myself having the most conversation with my caddy on Pack. I I thought I felt that I was the most engaged from start to finish on Pack. I think there's the That's best for ver- yeah. I think there's the best variety of holes, and I think it punches you in your mouth. Enough where it's like, okay, you're out here playing capital G golf.
2: Mm-hmm. And I,
1: I found it a little bit easier to disengage in the golf a little bit at some of the other courses where I felt like at Pack I was on my toes from start to finish. And Bandon, I, I would put Bandon too. Now, the only reason why I would put Pac above Bandon, I freaking love Bandon. And maybe if you ask me could you play if you just had one round maybe i would take it at bandon because i think i'd be able to shoot a lower score at bandon for me i, I think that bandon has weak par 5s and, and i think pack has yeah. really strong par 5s and so i and give the par 3s t-
2: are the par 3s are unbelievable
1: unbelievable and so unbelievable. i give I, I give the tiebreaker to pack over bandon because i think pack has a better set of par 5s but It's such a tricky question, CP, because if you're asking me like, okay, you have one afternoon at the resort, I maybe would probably play trails, right? Yeah. Just because of the walk and the vibe, right? Like there's a million different ways to answer this question. And if, and if you ask me, okay, you could play one course every single day. And that was the only course that you would play. I think I'd maybe choose old Mac because That's the course with the most pins, right? And so that's the course with the greatest variety and the largest of greens. So, you know, you could play those holes at Old Mac could change drastically day by day based on the pin. So there's no real way to
2: answer the question. Yeah, I mean nobody's rankings wrong on on, in this debate. I don't think there's
1: there's 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 no wrong there's no wrong answer. I mean, so would you say Answer the second part of the question, too, is, okay, so when you say sheep, number one, is that sheep is the best course at Bandon, or
2: th- no, is that sheep I have the most fun. if I
1: had one round, I'd play sheep? Okay.
2: If I had one round? Oh, man. I, I agree with you on trails. Huge PV energy at trails, for sure.
1: I mean, who can say? I can't say, because I've never played PV, but you know, you play golf Soon with enough, CP. The, yeah. You play golf with CP. The first thing you notice is PV yeah.
2: energy was my takeaway there. Um, yeah.
1: PV back tag. Ever
2: heard of it. <laughs> and the Royal County down head cover, just obscene behavior on my part. But um, yeah, I would probably go trails. If you, if you only play one, every hole is different. I do like, I, I really want to go back to old Mac. Cause I just had nothing that day. It was like, kind of embarrassing i got a little hot on the back nine but just it was nervous that was the first so we played in this tournament steve and i this two-man um tournament and we had a warm you know we played pack dunes warm-up round preserve just yucking it up having a blast and then this wasn't a serious tournament but it was like you know time to kind of turn it on and you got a what was the what, up. Was, what
1: was the format i
2: think it was just best ball every day best ball okay. too with, with handicap and all that Okay. Um, and I was just, you know, typical, like, oh, this is for real type nerves and took me seven holes to start making golf swings. And, you know, the round was kind of lost by then, but I still had a blast. It was still incredibly hard, incredibly fun. Um, like I said, we had every season on that course,
1: by the uh, way, I know that feeling too a hundred percent that you're describing. My first round was at sheep and I played really freaking bad really, really bad. Yeah. Because
2: you got to end there. They all say you got to end at sheep.
1: We, we did end there. We played sheep twice. We started and finished. Start, okay. Yeah, but no, but I totally understand what you mean about. I remember when you play that first tee shot at Bandon, it's almost like a out of body experience because yep. the sense of place is so overwhelming. And I was hitting like terrible, terrible golf shots on the front nine of sheep ranch, because I was I don't know how to describe it. I was like nervous, right? You're, you're, you're kind of oh. overwhelmed by, by the sense of play. So continue. I interrupted you.
2: I didn't even know where I was going.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you were talking about the tournament.
2: Yeah. And then kind of settled in after that. I think we played that afternoon was packed dunes again. So that was my second round there.
1: Right. Oh my Good God. Order, five, is
2: five, five the part three. Mm-hmm. We played yeah, at, there at pack. Yeah. We played. Five is a
1: great, great
2: there. hole first day. Yeah. I mean, they said this is like the top top three day of the year. It was 70 degrees. No wind. Oh my I think God. I hit eight you got iron 70, eight iron to like 10 feet made the putt for birdie. We come back the next day in the tournament, same caddy and all that. And he, and he just hands me four iron, <laughs> literally four club difference. It was that windy. And I made birdie again. So I birdied that hole twice with, a four club difference. And then we went to Bandon and the next morning, same thing, like nervous five holes to warm up. And then we yeah. finished at uh sheep, which was incredible trails. We played maybe trails was, we had, we had like a full two days of no tournament. So we went pack dunes, preserve trails, preserve, and then the four tournament rounds.
1: Talk about some of the restaurants too.
2: I loved, oh my God, the one um, at Pacific Dunes, Steve didn't have his ID. They wouldn't serve him. All he wanted was like a glass of wine at the Pacific,
1: end of the You're talking about Pacific Grill? <laughs> did you get the cookie skillet for dessert? Yes, we did. We so freaking good. Oh Iconic. my God. Best dessert on property for sure. Yeah. Uh,
2: yeah that's what the, and that's what the waitress said too. So that I checked out. I love the um, the little Asian lunch place.
1: At Trails.
2: Trails, yep,
1: unbelievable. Yeah, it was just different, like it's something different than,
2: than all the other places.
1: Yeah, so usually they have that as a full restaurant, but again, yep. it's like under they're understaffed right now, so I think they have that restaurant shut down. Pacific Grill is great. Uh, did you have I had like a lamb bolognese there? Did they have that at the lamb ragu? I think or I something got like there? I
2: went steak because we were, right. yeah, it was on the company. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah think, But
1: that's that's the thing about Bandon, too is it's like, man, it's it's underpriced. You're like, yeah. you're eating you're eating like a king there. And I think that's by design by Kaiser, where he knows that he can underprice it because he knows that the business Volume model is be there. yeah, volume's going to be there. And it's like, man, I played I played Doral CP uh, in November around thanksgiving. my My mom was in Miami, <laughs> so I Actually, I I was, that was the trip that I met, uh, Joey Doney, who you're about to pod with, but I went down to play Doral CP and it's a $300 round of golf. You play Doral for basically the same price that you could play pack dunes and it was empty. I mean, dead empty. There's not a person on the golf course. And it's like, man, sad. like, it's like, man, like. Maybe like take a page out of what this guy's doing here. I feel like you're kind yeah. of missing the point with some of this stuff. And that's why I don't, I don't feel like um, a douchebag coming on and, and talking about banding on here because it is genuinely, genuinely doable. I mean, it yeah. is seriously. I mean, it is, it's the Steve type of thing that it. you're going to want to start planning like now, just because yeah. you know, you're going to, there's a big wait list to come on. But like, this is a trip that I feel Super, super comfortable recommending to all listeners because, like, you can you can do it, and and especially like, there's a lot of ways to economize there too. You don't even have to say caddies, although I would argue yeah, that yeah. I would argue yeah. that you're missing out on an. I would have been so lost.
2: We played with the, these two kids from Seattle, on um, you know, twenty late twenties, nice kids, and they um, push carded and they had a rough time i mean they were two right. good players but just rough time i mean you're blind basically on on every single uh, every single shot especially at pack dunes without a caddy so like what was the what's the hole that they used two different greens is that 9
1: yeah, yeah nine, 9 at two? 9 at pack dunes they used two different greens did you have the lower or the upper
2: on that we one? did i mean we played it twice so we we had both but I mean, if you're going, if you just go and play no caddies, I don't know where you're aiming on that hole.
1: Oh, there are a bunch Unless of holes. You
2: like walk this. up and yeah, there's there is a bunch of holes like
1: that. How about um, I, what is it? Five at Trails, the Hogsback fairway. It's like what you've got no idea what's going on there. There are a bunch. There are a bunch yep. of holes like that. Yeah. Yeah. What was the last thing I was going to ask you? Oh, okay. Last thing, and then we'll get to CJ Cup because we know people want the hashtag picks. Just first thing that comes to mind favorite hole on the entire property it's the first one that comes to mind
2: the first one that comes to mind first one that the, comes to mind the the par three on old mac wow. uh
1: eight. sure I, yeah i, I know it's, for it's, it's too yeah, it is a Barrette's.
2: Berets, yeah. I don't know how the architecture people pronounce it's it.
1: It's kind of a Barrette's. I mean, it's not I like know, a, you know. it's not a, but yeah, I took some issue with the liberal definition of Redan yeah. on on the old Max one. I We don't, this this is another podcast. I'm not going to go into that type of stuff here, but I, you know, I, yeah, that is a,
2: a that liberal definition
1: of a Barrette's, but that is an unbelievable golf. And we played that yep. in the fog.
2: Yeah, it was a little foggy. We came up that par four, um, hit a couple good shots. That was like the first good hole I had all day coming up that par four. And then you're just, you know, on top of the world kind of right there. It's such a good uh, spot. Unbelievable setting.
1: Yeah, it's such a good spot. Anything else you want to, any closing thoughts on Bandon before we transition into CJ Cup?
2: Again, I'll just repeat. If I don't work for Golf Digest someday, I'm going to save my money and make a point to, to go there, but I did go for free. So keep that, but I still think it's, I don't have to go. I'm going to go to Scotland someday, but I could, I could die happily without it. Um, after abandon,
1: you know, um, our caddy was telling us this, that, uh, when Mike Kaiser goes, he, he pays for everything. Like he owns the resort and he still (laughs) chart. He still pays for everything as if he's a guest.
2: Did have, I don't know if this is common knowledge, so if I sound like an idiot, but Steve told me that their philosophy is to always be half the price of Pebble every course.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data
1: Yeah, I think that I think Pebbles $600 and I think are they all 350 yeah, I think um, I think depending on when you play, all of the holes at, at ba- all of the courses abandoned are around 300 and I think there's a replay rate too. Like if, yeah, you play, yeah, yeah. if you play 36 in a day, I think the second round is closer to like 180. But yeah, no, it's ingenious and I mean, listen, Pebbles doing great business too, it's not like <laughs> Pebbles pebble is struggling either, but I, I was so blown away. I think Kaiser just gets it, man. And he's a true, like he's a Chicago golf club member and really uh, like I, I did the whole nerdy thing and read, I read Tom Doak's book and, and you, you <laughs> dive into
2: reading it on the plane ride. It's
1: a great book. and And you <laughs> dig into like a lot of the history of this place and how it got started. And it's like, It was a fairly ambitious idea, right, Chris, at the time of like this idea of building this giant kind of field of dreams esque place in the middle of nowhere that isn't super, super easy to get to, right? Like you kind of can figure out the travel and it's not terrible, but you know, it's certainly not near a giant metro area or anything like that. And it's kind of in the middle of, central oregon right and he base his philosophy was just like you know if they build, if i build it they will come if i stick to the foundation of people will travel for incredible incredible golf and that was the whole thing too is it's like you can build a golf course closer to a giant metro area but the sand dunes that you find in this little pocket of Oregon is truly that is the only place that you're able to really find I guess in Nebraska too, where you've got sand valley and sand hills and stuff like that but man you know having the pleasure of being able to do Ireland and Bandon in the span of 40 days and being completely ready to be like nah you guys don't get it like (laughs) Ireland bro man it fucking ranks it fucking fucking absolutely yeah did um, you
2: get to go into Bandon at all? The, the little town, it's a nice little spot,
1: you know. No, we did not, CP, <coughs> though. And I, it, the one place in Bandon, uh, that I've heard that we've got to hit, I was with a bunch of married men, but Bachelor Inn, huh?
2: <laughs> I don't know, I've never heard of it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I plead the fifth, yeah. They have this, isn't isn't that by the way, like the perfect name for a strip club in Bandon, Oregon, is Bachelor <laughs> sure. Inn. Yeah. But we didn't hit bachelor and I've heard there's some, it's a really good like local food scene too. They've got, I mean, yeah, there's, we there's had no to, reason to go off property because the food's right. so good, but I've heard there's we had some. Really to, we
2: shots. had to, we were like, got there a day early. So we had to stay in a, an inn one night. So we got to see it's a cool little spot, I guess, you know, if you're, if you want to sell it to the, the wife someday, if you have a wife, but uh, I don't know. It seems like a, a golf strictly golf trip. Not just um, for the boys, that's not what I'm saying.
1: No, but... no, no, no. I, I follow you completely. And the guy that yeah. I went with, Kobe, has been with his wife before. And wow. it's not like, yeah, no, I mean, we it's not like women aren't allowed. We we <laughs> no, don't get me wrong, it's mostly dudes. Like I think we saw like three women, but they just they do it right, CP, right? Yeah. And it's like even the way that they have the buffet at Bandon every morning. Yeah, it's oh like, my god. All, all you can eat for like 17 bucks. <laughs>
2: It's part, it was, it's like everything I need to like waking up from, you know, we had a couple of beers every night, but right. just the perfect, it's the perfect scene. Like you said, it's like a, it's a very well-oiled machine.
1: Did you hit the, uh, like the bogey bar and the, the, the uh, what is it? Is it the bogey bar?
2: The one right next to the ben.
1: downstairs one, the downstairs. No. One. Oh the my God. Table?
2: We tried to go there one night and there was nobody in there. Like you said, understaffed. Huh?
1: weird so didn't, we kind have of a big um i didn't do it too we missed it but they have like a great schwitz and hot tub too i you know i'm a big schwitz guy i didn't too. know that either yeah they've got i'm a, surprised
2: they, steve steve's into that type of stuff i'm surprised he didn't um that wasn't on the radar he got a yeah. massage the one day
1: yeah no, they do it right. All right, so big takeaways from us. Um, we're I'm still buzzing, so I wanted somebody to talk about this with. Thanks for sticking with me and CP for
2: thirty. That's minutes all I came Monday. prepared but, for. I got I got no idea. What <laughs> nothing, CJ
1: nothing on CJ Cup, but seriously, like ten out of ten, could not recommend the place mm-hmm. higher. I, if you want to DM me and ask me more about some of the minutiae of recommending, honestly, you should DM Kobe because Kobe was the one who. Set it up, and I mean, he freaking nailed it. I mean, he the organization of it would he made these? Uh, look at this. I was drinking coffee out of this this morning. He made these enshrined these. This is an audio podcast, so you <laughs> know, phenomenal podcasting that me and CP have been been doing all uh, all podcasts already. But yeah, look, second annual King Kong George band in Oregon, and it's got the wow. You to
2: go to. Are you like CP life, and- lifetime invite now?
1: Yeah. I think so. I hope so. Uh, wow. yeah, co- I don't know if we're, I don't know if we're gonna run back the same. I don't know if it's a we're gonna run back the exact same specifications of last year. But I would imagine that this is a place that Kobe and I return to for uh, the rest of our lives, and hopefully with you too. We'll yeah, let's leave, and we'll, let's we'll make mix that a trip together. All right, let's turn the page, CJ Cup. So this is a really good field, CP very um, good and i pray was
2: pray for the live bots <laughs>
1: <laughs> i think that that you know it's interesting this event has gotten pretty damn good field since moving to america you know this is yeah. a relatively new event on the pga tour schedule right the first one was 2017 and it was at nine bridges and then covid the COVID stuff went down and it got moved to Vegas for Shadow Creek. And now it has been at three. Summit
2: Club. Summit Club.
1: Right. Well, sh- I was. Oh, it was at Shadow Creek the one. Yeah, year. yeah, yeah, right. yeah. Shadow and then Summit. Uh-huh. And now we are at our third Foz in a row, this time at Congaree. No, I'm not here to. Sh- I was actually going to throw out a take that are we sure this isn't Foz's best course? Um, I mean, Steve, I haven't Steve, played I it. it. Steve, yeah. Steve, Steve
2: played it a few years ago.
1: No, hey, I know. And and I, I'd like to talk to Steve about it too, if it ranks, because, it, you know, I played, for me, it's Butler that has the belt right now, the Foz belt, but I've heard, <laughs> there's certainly a Congaree, there's certainly a Congaree hive. So I'll have to talk to Steve about it, but Carolina vibes, you know, it's a real, there's no rough really on the course at yeah. all. It's a lot, it's a lot aesthetically like Pinehurst. It's a lot aesthetically like, the Ocean course even are, are two courses that I've used to kind of describe. There are a lot of similarities. I wrote about those in the preview that I did. But awesome, awesome field CP. Rory, Rom, Scheffler, Homa, Tom, JT, Matt Fitzpatrick, Sung J.M., Spieth, Lowry, Tom Kim, yeah, the greatest okay, player yeah. since, since Tiger you Woods. you like eight
2: names to get to Spieth. You're, you're in really good shape, I think. <laughs> <Field-wise>. <laughs>
1: I haven't even gotten to more call or yeah, of, yeah the the mean streets of the the pride of the pride, the pride of ha- Harlem Cam Young <laughs> a Hovland too and Hideki so it goes on and on I think we've got fifteen of the top twenty players but anything about this course that you want to discuss before we get into some of the odds
2: not too much just I and I, I remember this and just seeing it again this morning I mean. 11-under winning score, I think we're going to get it. And that was with, I think Steve mentioned this morning on our pod, they had a little bit of rain like early in right. the week.
1: And I should have mentioned that, too, at the start, was that this we have seen Congaree before at the 2021 Palmetto won Palmetto. by Garrick Higgo uh, at 11-under par.
2: I mean, a little choke job by Hadley. I think he got to 14-under, but still... I yeah. There was a lot
1: mess. of, there was a lot of drama in yeah. that down the stretch. And you know, I r- I wrote about this in the article too, but it's like, you know, firm and fast conditions and man, you'd be amazed how much variance that produces. I feel like I have to shout this stuff from the <laughs> rooftops about, you know, make the courses play a little bit firmer and faster. And what do you know? You'll have more interesting golf shots. So yeah, that was one of my big takeaways. And one of the reasons why I'm pretty psyched for this tournament i have kershner visiting me this week in la so i don't know how much we're wow
2: yeah yeah we can come to la
1: yeah he's coming to la he's taking like five days off work to to wow. visit me in la right big BK time A. dude <laughs> dude i know so listen to this lineup i go from freaking ireland to bandon and then i get bk all to myself <laughs> for five straight days
2: I'm sure you got, I hope you guys are playing. Little yeah, play,
1: action. yeah, we'll play a little cab action. We'll play All a little right. cab action. We're going to hit rustic too, which is a hidden gem. Yeah. In that my was opinion, the one I tried
2: to get a time at last time I was in LA and they had nothing, or I just didn't have the time, but I've heard that that's the one.
1: It's a uh, hipster architecture gem. It's, it's one of the, it's very underappreciated in my opinion. I think it's one of the finest public courses in the country. So we're going to hit that one too, but I, I interrupted you. We're all over the place. Anything else about Congaree before, uh, before we dig into some of the odds?
2: No, excited back on East coast time. I think people are going to one less thing to complain about. They'll have shot link, all that. So, um, I I think this is going to be a little bit captivating, um, you know, I know it's football season. That's kind of where everyone's attention is. But East Coast time, fun golf course. Hopefully, it plays firm and fast. A lot of good players in the field. So, big week for the PJ Tour, I think.
1: Yeah, I don't know how. Uh, I don't know how you come back from uh, that playoff for the ages in uh, in Live Jetta between you know the narratives were just abound, right? You get the college roommates battling it out, former Challenge Tour stars from. Florida State, but yeah, I mean, I think that this is for a fall swing event. CP, probably everything you can ask for, right? Yep. Hard, harder golf course. I, I'm not saying major championship hard, but I think it's probably eleven under. Sounds about right. Maybe it sneaks up to fifteen just because there's way better players in this field. But yeah, let let's dive right into the odds. We got Rory at seven to one, Rom at nine to one, Scotty eleven. Homa sixteen, JT sixteen, Fitzy eighteen, Sung J eighteen. Those are the guys. Look at look at all those guys below twenty to one. I know um, those That's are like tra- every
2: week now. They're kind of screwing us. I don't. I don't like it.
1: Right. So let me ask you this because this is something I've talked about with Rick before, where it's like the favorites are just smashing, and you know, you and I, we are we tend to fade this part of the odds board nearly every week. Are you? Are we starting to get cold feet? Do we need to change our strategy? Or,
2: or how I, I have. I, I don't even know. I don't even recognize the the face I see in the mirror the last few weeks. I bet Hideki last week at fourteen. Wow. I, I made a big bet on Sungjae the week before. I think he was nine to one. So, I mean, I that's that's what's happening right now. These these uh, teens, even single digit guys, are are winning. So it's, you know, normally we skip skip to 30 personally, but I mean, yeah. if no one's, if this is the trend right now, you kind of have to can't buck a trend, I guess, or well, or the, you can, you can say,
1: <laughs> you can say, um, yeah. well, well, the thing that's tricky too, is it's like, you know, you got great players in that no. 30 to one range. Um, I right did now. go at the top. I bet Justin Thomas at 16 to one. I think it's JT's time. I think this is a good spot for him it's kind of hard to believe that he's won his only two wins in like the last 28 Mm -hmm. months have been the players in the PGA championship. This was a guy that, you know, did a lot of beating up on weaker field fall swing events. I wrote this. Yeah. I'm going to butcher the stat, but I wrote this in my article. I think like, 10 out of his 15 PGA Tour wins have come between the months of September and February, right? So he's <laughs> done a lot of winning in Hawaii in January and winning, you know, the yep. CIMB Classic in November in Malaysia. And, you know, I, I trust him on a firm golf course, right? Both of his, yeah. it, not to get too into the weeds with the architecture stuff, but, you know, two of JT's major wins came on these very firm quail Hollow and uh southern hills golf courses with shaved runoff areas right and and these deep bunkers around the greens and you saw how quail hollow played in the president's cup they had that course like pretty damn spicy right and 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 i think one of the reasons that makes one of the reasons why i'm excited for congaree is there's a lot of short grass around the greens right and and what is short grass do it, it creates more variability because you have less control over the golf ball. Right. And, and it's not going to stop in that thick rough, the way that it would around Bay Hill and Torrey Pines. And every time JT is on one of these golf courses that have a lot of short grass around the greens, he rises to the occasion. I think he's an extremely creative player. Um, and I think he tends to, I think this is the type of test that should, uh, peak his interest so i'm all in jt 16 to 1
2: don't disagree i i could just say your entire handicap but um apply it to jordan spieth who i'm in on this week great number i think you can find a 33 to 1 out there um, somewhere so everything you just said it's going to be he's going to be fully engaged plenty of shot options around the green we know he loves that I hate to keep bringing up Steve, um, but he was, <laughs> I, he must have been making great points on the pod this morning because I, I remembered all of them. But he mentioned uh, where Spieth's last win, South Carolina. Um, right. Heritage. Place, heritage, yep. place yep. You, where you got to shape stuff and uh, get up and down from everywhere. So I think Spieth will be. And I think the biggest point here is the putter came back at the President's Cup. He made everything he saw. Um, that was the that was the bugaboo with him last year. He was hitting the ball pretty well, and right. it was kind of weird to see him hit the ball well and not contend. But the putter was like ice cold all year last year, which was very strange. I think he found it at at the President's Cup. Um, helps playing with Justin Thomas, obviously. Helps no, he him was good
1: play. in his own right, though.
2: He was. Like,
1: he, he was solid. I mean, that was not a JT carrying the team. performance. No. I actually thought yeah, at you don't some score point, five, don't five
2: points. You don't, you don't score five points getting, getting carried around.
1: Right. Right. Before we uh, get into some of these names in the middle tier, what's the temperature on the room on like this Rory, Rom Scheffler group? Do they scare you?
2: Scheffler, I would say no, but uh, that just basing that off of his. Why not? At Quail Hollow. Um, uh, yeah.
1: He did not look great. At Quail Did not Hollow. look great. No. Yeah. I'll give you that.
2: Rom obviously just looked really good in, in Spain. Yeah, he beat a
1: bunch of third writers. Um, I,
2: I, I definitely am on your side of that argument where he, he could win like seven times this year, just based off the math. Rory, I don't know. It's too low of a price for me to bet anyone at that number. Agreed.
1: Um, but Rory on a Fawz, ever heard of it?
2: Yeah, that's true.
1: Quail Hollow, ever heard of it? Rosio, <laughs> Carolina? Two wins <laughs> there? Yeah. Um, true. Who, who do you think has the best season of those three? Rory, Rom,
2: Schaffler. Oh, it's John Rahm. Just really? based on, you know, not winning it that much. Regret- much regression
1: but. to the mean, nope. right? Like I, I, I probably agree with you. Uh, uh, I'd still give the edge to Rory. I'm a bit of a Rory yeah. apologist. I think Rory's going to win multiple majors this year. Wow, uh, that's my spiciest take. Yeah, I played. uh, I played Oak Hill a couple of weeks ago. Ever heard of it? Are you remember it? Uh,
2: yet?
1: In the works, buddy. You can edit that out
2: if you want.
1: It, no, you don't have to edit it out. Did Steve tell you that? You told me that.
2: I told you that.
1: Yeah. When I actually played, don't know if I don't know if told Steve. Yeah, so we'll go there. This
2: When we play with our boys. With, with Saul, uh, Saul who
1: won like 250K on, on DraftKings the other night. Did you Sounds see that? Sounds like
2: just another week, week for him, but no, yeah. I did not see that. In, no, on so NFL? Hockey?
1: I wanna, It was NFL or hockey. I just...
2: Might have been hockey. I saw the
1: screenshot and didn't actually even do the due diligence to click on what <laughs> contests there were. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, the way that the membership process is going for me at Hill right now is that I told them that I was, you know, I'm only in, if they give me the Walker next to Rory, uh, who is an honorary member at Hill. um, wow. wife's from Rochester. He's there all the time. So yeah, I think that's, that's right. Test. um, but yeah, I uh, Rory or Rom. I think that's probably the right answer. Yeah. Like if I'm, if you're doing a fantasy golf draft, think about the one that we did last year. If we're doing a fantasy golf draft, are those the one and two picks? I think so.
2: Yeah, probably. Unless, <clears throat> yeah, probably. You make Unless an argument for JT. Th- You can make a, th- a Thomas argument for sure.
1: Yeah, this next tier: Lowry, Tom, Kim, Burns, Morikawa. A lot of Tom Kim hate
2: from you, I've seen recently. No, see,
1: this gets gets completely taken out of context and mischaracterized. My whole thing with Tom Kim was, listen, he was getting compared to Rory and Tiger, Tiger, and that's when I started to say, all right, guys. Let's let's let deep breath. Let's let's pump <laughs> the brakes a little bit. Right. Like you're comparing like tiger is completely disrespectful. And even Rory too. Like that's so irresponsible. If Rory dropped dead tomorrow, he's like the 17th greatest golfer of all time. By the way, he, their games aren't even remotely similar, right? Like, no. Rory hits it 50 yards longer than him off the tee. And people are acting like Tom Kim has the kind of this generational how the the better comp is morikawa right like the path uh kim is not tom is not some physically gifted driver of the ball the way that a rory or even a rom is i think that you know the morikawa path is more realistic for him but no i just i i think the kid the people he was getting compared to is a bit irresponsible i don't i don't hate
2: tom kim Irresponsible, but I mean, also like the, the tiger thing was just that was just a statistic, it was a ago. stat,
1: yeah. It's a it stat was a that stat.
2: people are going to get riled up about, so obviously everyone's going to roll with it.
1: But let me ask you this, CP. I put this out, I put this poll out there who has a better career, Victor Hovlin or Tom Kim? And it was like 65 right now,
2: yeah, yeah,
1: it was like 65, yeah, uh, going forward,
2: oh, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah going forward. God going for Hovland has a better career now. Hovland's won five times. People are yes. saying Tom Kim has a better career. Hovland's won five times and his second win at the Mayakoba was a better strength of field than uh, yeah. Kim's win in mm-hmm. Vegas. Um, going forward, who would you take?
2: Yeah, Hovland, for sure.
1: Yeah, me too, but it was 65-35 Tom Kim. That's, That's right. That feels a bit <laughs> recency biased. recency bias. Yeah. But my whole thing was Tom Kim is like the pendulum with these guys just swings a little bit too far sometimes. Right. Mm-hmm. I said this about ROM when everyone said last year, when everyone said ROM is the best player in the world, he's going to run away with world. Number one, there's a gap between ROM. I just, okay. Just pump the brakes. Okay. ROM's awesome. He's a top five player in the world. There's no fucking gap. There's no <laughs> gap between him and the other guys. The, there's a revolving door at the top. And Rom is in the conversation for one of the best players in the world. He may end next season as the best player in the world, but it could be any of those guys. It could be yeah. Rory. It could be JT. It could be. We saw it with Scheffler last year. And so with Tom, I just felt that the pendulum swung a little bit too far where it's like, let's pump the brain. He went two and three at the president's Cup. Yeah. Okay? He went two and three. That's my only thing. I'm just, I'm, a, am just trying to be a voice of reason in, in, you know, the mean streets of Twitter. Somebody's got to do it. Somebody's got to do it. Um, who are we betting in here?
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, possibly Hatton, um, Okay, I played very well here a few years ago. He did. Did not have a great week though. He, I think he finished strong. I think he had two under on Sunday, skipping a lot. After this, it's really just be spe- oh, I, it's uh, Sam Burns. I'm betting Sam Burns for sure. He's twenty eight to one. Okay. The whole Bermuda angle, the su- su- southern uh, Southern Boy angle, all that, but also just he he played really well at the President's Cup. I thought kind of got stuck with Scotty, who was all over the place. Um, yeah, but I thought Burns played played very well. His
1: record and, uh, was probably the most misleading. Yeah.
2: Cup, and to be right? to be 28 to 1 with his Bermuda putting prowess and just the 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 clip he's been winning at over the last year I think you you have to have him on the card at 28 to 1.
1: Yeah, I was close. I had room for one more in this range and I ended up going with Cameron Young solely off the basis that I was able to find a 33 on Young and I missed. I think there were some some lingering 30s on Burns. And those kind of went away early. So I went with the 33 on young. I just think that this is a course where he's going to have a lot of room to operate off the tee. It's similar to St. Andrews in the sense that it is a driver heavy golf course with these kind of big and undulating putting surfaces that um, I think fits his game really well. I think there's going to be a lot of holes on this golf course with you know, firm and fast conditions, he's going to be able to use the fact that he is such an elite driver of the ball here. I think it's a good spot for him, right? Like this is a guy that has been circling, another guy that played great at Southern Hills too. This is a guy that's been circling the wagons for a while now. It happened with Zalatoris recently. And I I think it's time for Cam Young. I think it's a good spot for him and a fair number.
2: I might, Uh, I might, do him instead. said, I haven't made any bets yet. I might swap him for Hatton now that you have made the yeah,
1: case. Yeah, I, I like Hatton too. And I think, I mean, what's the best you can get on Hatton? I think you can find like a 40 on him, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Hatton led the field in T to green here last year. He should have won, or at the Palmetto. He really should have won that tournament and yeah. ended, up, ended up losing, I think a couple strokes putting. But yep. well, let me ask you this last question, um, and then I know you got to go, you got another pod. Are you concerned at all about these guys making the trip from Tokyo Mm. because Tokyo to West coast is not as bad, but Tokyo to to East coast kind of fucking sucks. Right.
2: Yeah. Didn't even think of that. And I'm usually, I usually do think of that stuff because it's such like an NFL thought to have travel wise. Right. Right. Um,
1: Well, I was making that, I started thinking about it with Mito because I was, (laughs) I was talking, I was talking about Mito on Twitter today and Mito went President's Cup, Vegas, Tokyo, back to South Carolina in five
2: weeks. The thing was, I'll say about that is I, he he had a lot of time off.
1: Beforehand. Yeah. Well, he did those four tournaments in five weeks,
2: though. Yeah, that's still a lot.
1: Yeah. Well, I guess, that, point. Ends, so that, I guess that, that ends the the uh the live rumors with him he <laughs> likes playing golf
2: um but that strengthens the cam young over hatton case then for me i i i,
1: I think they both cam young played played in tokyo too he did yeah oh that's right he did super super ho hum finish he was like t53 they both were kind of middling which he is did. why we're getting pretty good odds but yeah the guys that played in like Tom Kim Morikawa Cam Young Hovland and Hovland looked the best out of all of these guys. Hovland might be the one that we're sleeping on. Another course that I'll throw out there that I wrote about in my article was Concession, right? Remember that where Morikawa and Hovland finished one, two? You want to talk Mm -hmm. about another? southeastern long driver heavy bermuda course with really interesting green complexes and deep bunkers and short grass everywhere and kind of mid-scoring that's not a foz it's a nicholas but yeah hovland and why did he why he
2: could he should have won by like five that week we know why he didn't could probably lost like four strokes chipping i'm sure
1: right Um, (laughs) right exactly
2: so this this is like you, like you said, a lot of runoff areas, a lot of different shot options around the green. I don't know how our boy Vic's going to handle that.
1: Really good point. Really good point. But he was, and he was hitting the ball. He was. I didn't get to watch much of the Zozo at all. But I turned. I actually remember whatever.
2: seeing Cam Young hit a drive. So I'm. I'm <laughs> <such an idiot. laughs>
1: Um All right. Last thing. Any long shots you want to throw out there? G- give us like a. Give us a guy 50 plus to take a chance on or a top 20 player. Give us, give us one or two long shots and then we'll, we'll get you out of here. You're I'm
2: I'm taking a chance on Riley because I think everyone's going to hop off the the line. I'm a hundred percent with you. Yeah. Because you know, he was 45 to one the last few weeks, which is pretty obscene. Now we get, get him at a hundred to one. I forget who tweeted it, but great point. I think he, was like one stroke behind Keegan on the weekend. I think he went like 67, 68, so had a really good weekend. Is coming from Japan, the point you just made. So that would be the concern, but I'm going to Riley at 100 to 1. And then I saw a bunch of this, this is kind of copycat, but Sep on Bermuda has been really good his mm. last few starts.
1: Eyeball emojis on that one
2: for Eyeball sure. Eyeball emojis 80 to 1. I will probably sucker myself into Chris Kirk at 150 to 1. <laughs> that's, southern, your, that's your guy. That's my guy. It's my Georgia bulldog. And then, oh man, who I had one other one. I don't know. It seems like a Molinex. Yeah, of course. Um, yeah, Bombs so he might be my bomb. Yeah,
1: yep. I like Molinex. I'll throw out Club Down Gary, 181. Mm. Yeah, he's a, crazy. Him,
2: he and Web Simpson down here at one fifty plus is is quite the sight.
1: Who has a better year this year, Webb or Gary? If you had to buy stock in one of those,
2: I would buy stock in Gary. Uh, I mean, both injury. Right. Both, both had a, some injuries. Right. I would probably he, go Gary, Gary because Drew he had such a his quiet last year. tournament.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'd go Gary too, probably. Yeah. Kurt Kittyama too. It's another one to look out for. 130 to one. He had a really good Sunday round uh, at the Zozo, and he's another guy that great long arm player hits the ball a really long way off the tee. I think it's a good spot for him. All right, CP, you got to go. I powered through this. As you know, I'm feeling under the weather, so thanks for sticking with me on this one. Game. Yeah, flu game <clears> performance. <throat> uh, what do you got to plug?
2: Luke, we have uh, ever heard of him, three-time major champion. Patrick Harrington on the podcast this week. Wow. Um,
1: he's got some good quotes, CP. He's, I no, go, we,
2: we, yeah. we said this after we said this. Literally immediately after we said it again, we did the interview last week. I mean, I wouldn't, I can't think of anyone else I'd talk golf with the way, I mean, he gave like these answers that like, we weren't even really looking for. And he just kind of started yeah, talking about the golf swing and you know, how he, his career regrets and how he, he thought he worked too hard. Um, yeah, he's at the majors. He's like he was
1: really introspective on like, he has, that, he has that great quote on like describing innocence and yep. kind of like ignorance. He's talked blessed. about, yeah. he thought
2: he, you know, the majors are easier to win and, you know, cause only 30 guys, all that good stuff. Um, he was incredible. I, I highly recommend it. Even if it wasn't my podcast
1: is that podcast out now
2: that is live, I believe. And if not, it'll be first thing in the morning. Um, okay.
1: Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Wherever you yeah.
2: get your podcasts. Yeah, leave a review. Yeah, leave. absolutely. I'm
1: still I'm still do- I'm still bitter about the fact that you guys do a giveaway and I leave a review and then the next day <laughs> on the podcast I hear Andy's automatically removed from the drawing because he's our friend.
2: What? Yeah, that was tough. I forget That's what the it was.
1: Yeah, it was like a, it was a, it was a couple Johnny O shirts, which I love <laughs> Johnny O. And here I am thinking I'm going to be entered into this awesome giveaway and I'm out of the running because I'm friends with you guys. Where do we draw the line here? CP, right? Where, Good where? point. yeah. Anyway, uh, check out the loop. You doing any writing for, for GD this week too?
2: Yeah. I'll be on Saturday, Saturday duty. I mean, every round, day, I write round every round day. Recaps. Brian never stops. Yeah.
1: Yeah. CP, it was good to see you, buddy.
2: You too. Thanks for having me, pal. All
1: right. That is it for the podcast. Special thanks to CP. Special thanks to RickRungood.com. We will be back on this podcast feed next week for the Butterfield Bermuda Championship. Best of luck with your bets this week, and we'll see you next time. Cheers. If I
2: ventured in the slipstream Between the viaducts of your dream